The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Okay, if you want to run with the Game Changers, you're in the right place. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Let's get started with our topic today. Short show. we got a lot to talk about. So, how is your company coping with the deluge of big data so far? It's early, January 16, 2013. I know, I know. Here's a quiz to help you determine your readiness. Number one. Do you know the difference between big data and good data in time to make the right decisions? Hmm. Number two, does your sales team have super fresh data they need to close more profitable deals faster? Hmm. And number three, are the promised power and benefits of in-memory computing, you know what that is, are they just hype or are they real? So many questions and our experts have the answers. I'll tell you a little bit about them in a second. Michael Krigsman is joining us, a veteran of SAP Radio. He says just because you can deliver data does not not mean it has value. Brilliant from Michael. We'll introduce him in just a second. Brian S. Summers with us today. He says, insights from big data are like radioactive material. Woo! They both have half-lives and can generate huge outcomes in the right hands. Brian also says, you can't turn old data into big data just because you make the font size bigger. I love that. And Kai Fink is with us today. He says, real time today versus yesterday, having the velocity and volatility of today's world in mind. So join us today for Big Data Power 2013. Fast, faster, and wow, and that's how fast I'm talking. I want to thank my guests for joining me. Let's tell you who they are. Michael Krigsman is recognized internationally as a consultant and authority on CIO success and business transformation. He's been quoted almost 700 times in the media, referenced in almost 20 books. He's written a 1,000 blog posts for ZDNet, and he contributes to the Wall Street Journal. Hi, Michael. How are you today? Great, Bonnie. How are you? Wonderful. Happy to hear from you. You're always a, a big, big plus on SAP Radio, and we're happy to have you. So let's now turn to our next guest, Brian Summer. Brian founded TechVentive, Inc. to help companies win more, win better, and win conclusively. I love that word in the marketplace. Brian has a unique mix, I love this, Brian, of serious technology expertise. I want to find out how serious he is. Thousands of hours working with top execs of Fortune 500 firms and a rock-solid marketing background. Great writing. How are you today, Brian? Ryan. Doing just fine. Thank you for joining me. And new to the show is Kai Fink. Kai is Senior VP of Line of Business Solutions for Corporate Functions. That's a big title, Kai, comprising SAP solutions for human resources, finance, enterprise asset management, real estate, IT, and commodities management. Prior to SAP, Kai was an officer in the German Air Force responsible for aircraft maintenance. Hi, Kai. How are you? Excellent, Bonnie. Looking here at the sea for Miami. 
Well, wonderful, wonderful. I hope it's a, I hope it's a beautiful sea. So let's get back into our topic. How is your company coping with the deluge of big data so far? Michael Krigsman, kick us off. Just because you could deliver data doesn't mean it has value. How do companies know big data from good data? What's the differentiating point? What skills do they need to tell the difference? Michael Krigsman. Well, I guess that's the big question, isn't it? Because big data can translate into lots of pretty charts and graphs and dashboards and everything else. And for too many companies, all of that eye candy looks like it's useful, but it's kind of a fool's gold and it can be very distracting. So this is the magic question and it, and it utterly depends on the specifics of the business and the specifics of what you're trying to get out of it. There's no universal answer to that question, unfortunately. Okay, and let's turn to Brian. What do you think? You talk about big data being radioactive, like radioactive material, a half-life and huge outcomes in the right hands. Whose hands are the right hands, Brian Summer? Well, the half-life point is really about how, um, uh, you know, let's take weather data. Here's a great big data kind of source, and some of the better retailers are using that information during the day of a weather forecast uh, information that's pulled together to decide how many people they need by shift at each one of the retail outlets all around the country. And uh, that information, like a newspaper, isn't of any value a day later. Uh, that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so getting this stuff and getting it as fast as possible and utilizing it as, the, you know, and getting some value out of those insights, uh, time is of the essence. And competition is certainly, uh, you know, biting hard, I guess, on the other end of that, which uh, they're going to use that information. They're going to find the insights maybe faster than your firm can. And, uh, you know, so this thing, this thing is becoming a race, I guess, and who has the best insights, who can get it the fastest, and who can make money out of it. Brian, I'm, I'm intrigued also by the second quote I read from you. You say you can't turn old data into big data just by increasing its font size. I don't know whether to laugh or cry when I read that, Brian. Is that true? Are people actually – is that a thought? Is that a mindset anybody has well, in this world? Come on. Well, this is kind of to uh, Michael's point, you know, that uh, putting this stuff in uh, – you know, just reformatting big data and putting it, you know, into nice – charts and pie charts and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just putting window dressing on it. Uh, the, real, the real genius comes from finding the kind of people who know how to look at this stuff and actually divine something out of it or know how to triangulate it with another data source to uh, really find an, you know, uh, data, data that really pops out. A classic example is a company I saw this last year where they compared their ERP data to point-of-sale transaction data from their customers' customers. And from that, they were able to dramatically um, change their, the future of their firm. They now know what products move in different markets. They know the seasonality of it. They know uh, which competitor SKUs move and what kind of how to streamline and manage their uh, supply chain much more efficiently, avoid stockouts. There's a ton of great stuff, but it required getting access to that other information, figuring out how to connect the dots, if you will, with their own ERP data. Okay, good to know. And Kai Fink, Kai, let's get you in on this real-time data. Today versus yesterday, you're talking about velocity and volatility. We all know there is huge velocity coming in, data swirling all around us, and volatility, it's changing, as Brian said, as Michael said. What's your thought on the concept of in-memory? Hype? Real? What do you yeah. think, Kai? 
No, it's absolutely real. And uh, I mean, just charming into what we said earlier, it's not just about getting the right insight out of the data data that, that we have in there. I mean, what real-time meant some, let's say, 20, 30 years ago, when our ERP products were introduced, this was actually meaning that you could bring down planning cycles from, from yearly to quarterly to monthly, maybe to weekly. But it still was not really real-time in the sense that we have it today. I mean, in this world where we are hyper-connected, where product cycles are shrinking all the time, companies are looking for different insights and in how to manage their business. And this is where we see that actually you can make use of the big data. For example, sentiments which are coming up from mm -hmm. social media, sensor data which come up from machines actually to have a predictable outcome of, of your business. So examples we saw already from retail where actually the, the example I like from the retailer where you're combining the point of sales data with your ERP data and also where you can really then make, a, make targeted offers to, to single customers or where you can predict actually the failure of machines because of the use patterns that you have in there. And if you look at customers like John Deere, where actually weather data are combined mm -hmm. uh, with these uh, data to make better service offerings to these customers. So I think it's not a hype, it's, it's reality, and it will dramatically improve the performance of companies that we see. Thank you, Kai. And gentlemen, I want to ask you to move over a little bit. Michael, move to your left. Brian, move to your right. Kai, move over closer to Brian. We're going to make room at the coffee break table for Denise Brody, who is joining us. Denise is resp I, I thought that was a good intro. Denise is joining us. She's responsible for solution marketing and competitive and market intelligence, known as CMI, in the industry business solutions at SAP. She's also the author of da 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 da, da GRC for Dummies in 2008 and Driven to Perform in 2009, covering GRC EPM. BI. Welcome, Denise Brody. How are you today? Great. Thanks, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining. I have to read your quote because I read everybody else's quotes. This is a doozy. Denise quotes Pablo Picasso. Pablo's never been on Coffee Break Radio before, as far mm -hmm. as I know. Denise says, computers are useless. They can only give you answers. What do you mean by that in the context of our topic today, Denise Brody? We're talking about big data power 2013, fast, faster, and wow. Talk to me, Denise. So I think just as Kai mentioned, I mean, the world is constantly changing. There's so much data sitting out there. And when you look at, you know, how quickly the consumer is expecting information at their fingertips and uh, the speed of thought and change and just how we do business, right? I mean, we're trying to get reporting to, you know, th uh, 1,350x times faster segmentation that Kai mentioned, a thousand times faster um, bundling or uh, looking at business process about 200 times faster. Everything is moving at a rapid pace. And the question for us is, how do we take this to give our customers answers and the users answers instead of just providing a set of reports or a set of analytics? It's all in the insights that are driven by all of this data. Very, very good point. Michael Krigsman, we still have time in this segment. Why don't you chime in here? We've heard a lot from the other guests, and you kicked this off. So what do you think? Well, I think that the um, it, it's very clear that this kind of big data and analysis is just growing very at a very rapid clip. What the market needs to do is mature in the sense of figuring out how to take advantage of all of this data so that they can produce meaningful results as opposed to just increase the amount of noise that's out there. So I think this is where the market, market maturity 
has to uh, still come up to speed with the promise of, of what's coming down the pike. Is it hype? Is it real? Do you agree with Kai that it's really here in memory and that it's really happening and it's really benefiting companies already, or do you think it's coming down the pike? Michael? Um, I think that it's early days still. I definitely think that it's real, but at the same time, companies, uh, the, the vendors are de- still developing these technologies. They need to rewrite their applications for these technologies. It's going to take time for it to proliferate through the user community. So it's definitely real, but it's not fully here and fully baked today at this moment. Okay, but it's on the table and it's coming. Uh, Brian Summer, why don't you finish out this segment for us? Any other thoughts on what you've heard the other panelists say? Yeah, I'd, I'd say uh, what's different right now is, um, and why this stuff is not fully baked out at the moment, is because this is not transaction uh, processing. This is about looking at a whole different kind of information and a whole different set of uses for it. The stuff that comes out of uh, looking at big data isn't necessarily going to directly feed somebody's general ledger anymore. This mm-hmm. is a different way to run a business. It's a different set of skills, a different set of analytical capabilities that people need to have. And it's going to be maybe something, you, if you want to talk about it after the break, we're going to need a different class of people who work with uh, yes. who are like social yes. scientists and the like who really get what the new world's about. You read my mind, Brian. I was going to say after the break, we're going to talk about that. You know my favorite question is what's the DNA of the people who are going to do this the right way? I also want to talk about, uh, you gave me a talking point here, Brian. How important is the first mover advantage in finding the insights in big data? The key is not that you have it. It's what are you going to do with it and who knows what to do with it the best. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to Coffee Break with Game Changers. When we come back, we'll ask Denise and Kai and Brian and Michael what's in their cup and then we're going to finish out this conversation on, well, what are we talking about? Big data, power, 2013, fast, faster, and wow, and we'll get to the wow. Don't even think of touching that app. We'll be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP. SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And here we are. I want to know what's in my panelist cups today. Michael Kriegsman, what are you drinking during this fast and furious show? 
That's a good question. I'm on a on site at a client's office, and so whatever it is that they're serving up is what I'm drinking. It's not bad, but it's not great. <laughs> okay. Well, next time we have you on, we want a better coffee story. Brian Summer, where are you calling from, and what's in your cup today, Brian? I'm calling from just outside Chicago. Uh, earlier this morning, I had a big, tall, ice-cold Dr. Pepper, and now I'm working down a, a Coca-Cola during the radio show. Oh, my goodness. I assume there's caffeine in those. Is there, Brian? Lots of it, right? L- lots of caffeine, lots of sugar, because I know you'd like somebody <laughs> wide awake on this program. Michael, I keep telling, telling Brian that stuff is going to kill him one of these days. <laughs> but he's going to have fun along the ride. He's drinking my caffeine this morning. Thank you, Brian. Kai, what are you drinking today, and where are you calling from? <laughs> I'm calling from Miami, and I'm drinking right. decent uh, gray tea. I'm just preparing myself mentally to travel from lovely sunny Florida back to snowy Frankfurt, Germany. Oh, my goodness. Speed of light. There goes Kai. And Denise Brody, where are you calling from and what's in your cup today? I am taking a break and literally having a drink of water here. It's very late in Singapore, almost 1 a.m., so there's no more caffeine for me for the rest of the time here. Oh, well, I'm, I thank you for calling all the way from Singapore. I appreciate the time difference very much. Let's go back to our conversation about fast, faster, and wow. Uh, Brian Summer, talk to me about what you call the first mover advantage in finding the insights in big data and who are the right people to be doing all of this, and then we'll take it from there. Well, what this really boils down to is uh, I think we're in an arms race with the use of some of this big data and that uh, the first company in an industry who really can take advantage of some of this stuff uh, seeks to gain some outsized opportunities. I'll go back to this example of the manufacturer because they actually looked at point-of-sale data from their customers' customers. They they got insights into what products actually move and where they move, but they – they continued to drill into that, and they found out by the placement of the products on the shelves. Uh, they got into figuring out planograms for their customers, these large retailers. They track now the SKUs of their competitors. They were able to offer competing products. They figured out the margins of stuff, and now they picked up, in just a year and a half, they picked up an additional 14 points of market share and uh, have really hurt their competition, and all because they use big data better and earlier than anybody else. The opportunities, I think, are significant if you're the first one to get out there with it, and that's what this first mover advantage is all about. Sounds very interesting. Uh, Michael Kriegsman, who are the best people to do this, to do what Brian is talking about, to understand the concept of first mover advantage and to have the, the people power, the brain power, the caffeine power, ooh, to be able to handle it day in and day out. What do you think, Michael? There's a reason why we, we talk about first mover advantage, and the fact is that it's to do it well – is really hard. Otherwise, there would be no first movers. Everybody it would be table stakes. Everybody would just be doing it. So you spoke earlier, Bonnie, about the wow factor. And mm-hmm. to accomplish the wow factor and gain that, that early advantage that Brian is talking about really requires a highly cross-functional team. You've got to get business users who understand in really deeply the use cases. You know, if you're doing pricing, for example, you need to understand how, what are the dynamics that drive that pricing behavior and what are the, what are the factors that are involved to slice and dice the data. You've also got to have uh, the tech people because these, these in-memory products from a technical perspective are 
you know, they're very complicated uh, pieces of equipment and complicated software. You've mm-hmm. got to have data experts who understand the structure of that data to make it work. You've got to have ordinary users, the people who are internally going to be consuming that data, and you have to have the impact, you have to understand the impact of that data on the end users. So, for example, if you're delivering pricing configuration over the web, like, say, like say real-time airline pricing based on real-time, uh, based on fluctuations in demand moment-to-moment mm-hmm. moment and supply moment-to-moment, moment, you've got to understand the behavior of how users can conveniently interact with that data. And then finally, some, all this stuff doesn't magically happen. You need a project. And if you've got a project, that means you need an, exec, an executive sponsor and you need a project mm-hmm. manager. And you need all the pieces that are necessary to bring a project through to fruition. So th- this stuff is complicated. Otherwise, there would be no concept of first mover advantage. We would all be doing it. Very, very interesting. Our listeners, I hope you're paying attention and taking notes. I think Michael Krigsman just gave you a a primer or a primer, however you pronounce it, a 101 on how to put a company in place to handle big data power, whether it's 2013 or any year coming up. I want to turn to Denise Brody. Any thoughts on the wow factor of big data power, Denise? Yeah, and I think to, you know, to add to Michael's point here, I mean, there are some, there's definitely key advantages for the first movers, but when you look at the major trends for the year as well, you've got now pretty much big data meeting, social meeting, real-time analytics. And the question is not just in, you know, the wow processes, but really focusing around the day-to-day business, right? So looking at mm-hmm. everything from speeding up uh, accounting and financial close, looking at real-time MRP planning, looking at order and contract management, you know, looking across the supply chain. Any companies that are able to look at their core processes and improve on these core processes will take everything from doing MRP run that we mentioned earlier, maybe from Mm -hmm. two days to two hours, which would then give them insight through the supply chain when you look at the overall inventory. And then to tie this all back, it's not just about the core processes, but how do you um, improve the user experience, whether it's through mobile and some of the other things for the end users. And then what IT really benefits is they're going to simplify, you know, their application code. They're going to simplify and reduce their overall IT landscape as part of this. And that creates efficiencies all across um, the IT landscape and then enables really for IT to better support the business. I think it is truly an end-to-end benefit for from when you look at the overall business supply chain. Thank you, Denise. And you took the words right out of my mouth. I'm going to ask Kai to wrap up this conversation talking about the modern user experience, how it has to be integrated into the business applications. Kai, talk to me for about a minute, please. Yes, and absolutely. And I mean, for me, it was a question on the insight that we already just talked about in terms of data. I mean, for example, if you can analyze your working capital management, really with all the data which, which you are residing in your ERP system and the buying behaviors and the payment flows and so on, that's also something where if you're combining these different data sources, that if you have the right user experience, you can really ensure that the employees can really get the right insight and then directly also uh, uh, trigger the, the necessary transactions because this is not 
where you would say in a batch run you do an analysis overnight and then next morning you 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 make take a decision this is really real business real time business and this is where we think if you we are delivering the right user experience it we can also empower the employees really to take the decisions and to drive the business on their own and this is what SAP is fully committed to Thank you, Kai. Appreciate that. I'm going to do a roll-up here with all four of my guests. I'm going to give you each 30 seconds, and I mean it. Talk to me. Big data power. What will it be like five years from today in January 2018? Michael Krigsman, go. Five years from now, uh, big data will be pervasive. These initial growing pains that I described earlier, the vendors getting their products ready, the customers understanding those products, identifying the use cases. Five years from now, it's going to be table stakes. Okay, thank you very much. Brian S. Summer, five years from today, big data power. What will it be? Um, I'm not quite sure I would agree with Michael that it becomes table stakes entirely and that some commodity stuff, absolutely. But I think the uh, penetration of big data and the analytic tools and you know that are going to be used to crunch it like all the Hadoop stuff and the in-memory things will become much more commonplace. Bottom line though in businesses I think we're going to see a shift in five years probably only 30 percent of what IT and the marketing organizations are using for technology will be the traditional kind of transaction systems we've grown so used to the last few decades. The rest of it is going to be focused around all these new and amazing different data stores and how this stuff gets uh, mm-hmm. crunched and triangulated and we're going to see a, a a real you know turning of on its ear of IT that's what i Thank think Thank you thank you Brian Denise Brody I can give you 20 seconds go Denise are you with us 2018 Okay Denise we'll have to go to Kai because we're out of time Kai what do you see coming in 2018 so in 2018, think about data volume doubling every 18 months. I see that either companies are really out of business because they were not able to cope with this vast amount of data and make them really usable for them, or they will outpace their competition significantly. Thank you, Kai. I want to tell you what my predictions are. Next week, January 23rd, here on Coffee Break with Game Changers, we'll be talking about a topic few dare to touch, fraud A to Z. We'll be talking to Michael Rasmussen, the father of GRC, Jonathan Midup, a partner at Fraud Investigation and Dispute Services, Norman Marks, Chief Audit Exec at Major Global Corp since 1990, and Rod Brennan with Risk and Internal Control Officer at Siemens Corp. And A, the following week, we'll be talking about HR makes the world go round. Thank you to my special guests on this whirlwind 30-minute show. Michael Krigsman, thank you for coming back and visiting with me. Brian Summer as well. Denise Brody and Kai Fink, a pleasure to make your acquaintance. A uh, shout-out to Anka Rebel. Malcolm Kimberlin is always in the Business Channel team. I'm Bonnie D. Graham for Coffee Break with Game Changers. And what are you going to do today? What are you waiting for? Go out right now and be a game changer today. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.